Welcome to Sports Cap Radio. We got a great show for you tonight. We got conference finals recap, coaching shakeup, shower thoughts. Is it time to hate Patrick Mahomes yet? News and factor cap. Let's get this thing started. So I feel like we spent a good portion of last pod just talking about what a good conference finals we were in for. These are the best teams. I think I even said alphas or sigma males. And holy shit. Not so much, boys. Um, I mean, one of the worst games I've ever seen that San Francisco game. It was, it was a bad weekend of football. There's not really nowhere else to say it. Very season eight of Game of Thrones. A lot of hype. <laughs> yep. None of the execution. <laughs> yeah, whoever the showrunners are fucking sucked. They, they blew it on this one. Definitely. Uh, you know, who, who, how do you kill off a character, Brock Purdy, in the first drive? Oh, I know. Oh, and, and, have, and have no supporting characters to back them up. They, they, just, exactly. they just killed someone off in the first episode. It was like, yeah. 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 I mean, it, it that's bad. It's just that's that's the second time that Shanahan's lost a quarterback on the opening drive in a game. This one they did not win. That I mean, that game was just a fucking travesty. There's, there's really no getting away. And and you know what's so funny is you know what's trending on Twitter all weekend? NFL scripts. If these are NFL scripts, they're terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like you were just yeah. saying, like Josh Johnson coming in for San Francisco, like, all right, I mean Obviously, we're going to talk about both these games. Uh, welcome to Sports Cap Radio. Uh, but how woefully unprepared for this moment, for this injury with San Francisco. I mean, Josh Johnson, like he's like a cult favorite of a lot of people. He's been around in the meme community forever. He, a lot of guys love playing him with playing with him in Madden. Um, that guy's done. <laughs> he, he does not need to be on an NFL roster anymore. Well, he shouldn't yeah. be certainly playing in a conference championship game. That's for sure. I mean, he might have a spot on an NFL roster as like a backup, whatever, um, third string locker room, uh, quarterback room guy. But he definitely shouldn't be taking meaningful snaps in the playoffs. For how much we gave credit to Kyle Shanahan and you know how he's kind of righted the ship with the whole Brock Purdy thing and, and put in an offense that he could succeed in, how do you not have any plays in the playbook set up for your Number two quarterback. I mean, it's the NFL. He could get hit and, and, you know, with concussion spotters the way they are this year. How do you not have any plays installed for your number two quarterback in the depth chart? Because they, the offense that they went to was it just, it was terrible. It was, it was basic vanilla. There was no creativity. You know, all these things that we, we associate Kyle Shanahan with, I didn't see any of it. I mean, he looked like he didn't take a fucking snap all week in practice. They had multiple de- uh, delay of game penalties, a uh, fumble and a snap directly to his hands. It, w- it was sad to see with Josh Johnson. I think he was busy playing uh, Jalen Hurts in practice all week for the first team defense and didn't have any plays under his belt with the ones for the offense. Uh, it showed big time, and I'm surprised Shanahan didn't have something set up with CMC in a Wildcat-style offense, all knowing that he didn't have anybody else outside of Josh Johnson. I mean, do, do you guys really think he was that unprepared or is he just a 36-year-old t- career um, so, practice squad backup? On the telecast, they said he was running scout team. So, Yeah. I mean, that still, that's it's still live action. He's still running plays. Like, he looks like he hasn't played football in two years. Like, he, uh-huh. it was that bad. And, and if anything, for me, like, strengthens the 
Brock, uh, Brock Purdy is actually good uh, conversation because apparently Kyle Shanahan can't win with anybody. I I want I'm with Kurt. I wanted to see Cadillac Williams, Ronnie Brown, Miami Dolphins, Wildcat, right? Just like line Debo and CMC up and do crazy shit. Like they ran that double reverse pass and CMC had a cannon apparently. I thought it was, I thought it was coming. Closer. There was like that awkward exchange where CMC had like two helmets on the sideline and it looked like they're going to give him the quarterback helmet. And I was like, okay, let's do this. Like, I'm ready for it. And then he goes out and plays tailback, and, you know, it's boring as hell. It, it seemed like they kind of just resigned once uh, Purdy got hurt, and then especially once Josh Johnson went down, and they're like, oh, well, I guess we're going to put Brock Purdy back in there to just hand the ball off now. Um, that seemed like at that point they just gave up. Uh, they're like, well, maybe our defense will give us a defensive touchdown, and that'll give us some reason to play on offense. But outside of that, this game's over. I mean, brings it back to what Derek said. Like, what the fuck are Shanahan and John Lynch doing at this point? You're, if you you see what's going on on the practice field with Josh Johnson, you know what you've got there. How are you not signing a veteran, somebody that's out there on the take? I know there had to have been somebody that they could have put, put out there on the waivers uh, that would have been better than Josh Johnson. And going in with Christian McCaffrey as your third-string quarterback, woof, man. I, I don't know if it was a money thing or what, but to me, they should have done something there. And it was a huge swing and a miss. I mean, they lose this game regardless, boys. It's 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 they lose this game regardless. But real quick, because I assume we've seen the loss of Josh Johnson after that performance. I just want to quickly run through his career because it's insane. Drafted by the Bucks, goes to the 49ers in 2012. Sacramento University of San Diego, where Jim Harbaugh was his head coach. Yeah, Uh, goes to the Sacramento Mountain Lions. (laughs) 2012 goes to the Browns, Bengals, 49ers, Bengals, Jets, Colts, Bills, Ravens, Giants, Texans, Raiders, Redskins, San Diego Fleet, Detroit Lions, Los Angeles Wildcats, 49ers, Jets. So he's been on the 49ers three separate times. Uh, goes back to the Ravens, Broncos, 49ers again. So f- actually, was that f- five separate times? What a career. It's officially over, though. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck in the XFL this year, Josh Johnson. <laughs> he's not yeah. done. I think I think I think he's definitely done. <laughs> what is dead? What what's dead may never die? Was that yeah. is that just Josh Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> but one of the parts of this game, so um I mean, do they win with Purdy? I I, I don't even know. I I, I, I I don't I don't think you can for sure say that they would have won that game with a healthy Brock Purdy. But I also don't think you for sure could say that they wouldn't have. Um, obviously, that huge Devonta Smith um, reception that looked like a f- fantastic catch that probably should have been overturned um, leads to an early touchdown. The Eagles take the lead. Um, I thought that the San Francisco's defense kind of responded early um, and, and held them out a little bit. I thought that San Francisco needed to be able to run the ball, but once Brock Purdy gets hurt, now they can literally just stack the box, and that's exactly what they did. So, I mean, I mean, that's another Shanahan thing too. Is is you know not to get too much in the nuts and bolts and you know bore the details, but how do you not throw a challenge flag there? If that's a massive impact swing play, holding even if you lose the challenge, you have to. Are you thinking, oh man, there's going to be two more plays in this game that are bigger? that play it's just not it's also on i I mean i don't know what he's got in terms of who's in his ear in terms of the spotters and stuff like that because that's their that's those guys jobs right right? they watch the telecast i saw like the initial view that i saw 
I was like, oh, you know, that's a great catch on live. And then they showed a couple replays, and I was like, wait a second, that ball moved a little bit before they went to commercial. They come back as from soon commercial. As, you, as soon as that wait a second creeps in your mind, you have to, in that situation, on that type of play, throw the fucking flag. Throw the yeah. flag. Yeah. Um, so it, it is definitely, you know, the spotters need to be well, letting it, him know, and and that is his, but that is, a, a, it's, a, it's a huge play. Um, and conversely, it, look what Andy Reid did. Andy Reid burned two challenges early, and it really paid off. If if one of those challenges don't go that way, that that's a game-changing challenge, right? So, I mean, you know, we do want to give a lot of props to Shanahan, but, I mean, we just saw Andy Reid outclass him in very similar situations. Didn't Andy Reid lose the first challenge? No, he went two. He went two two and zero. Doesn't matter. No. Um, all, all, all that all that we need to talk about at this point is that Shanahan. It's it's crazy how he can just cruise in so many games and then just fall on his face in others. Um, to me, I look at these two different coaches, and I see one guy who's like a book nerd. And and is just like oh, like one of those overstudy guys, and then there's Nick Sirianni, um, who looks like he's always got resting, just spot a girl in a bikini at a pool face. Um, he se- <laughs> he seems like one of these overachievers that doesn't ever prepare, but he's always ready. Um, I I I'm in love with Nick Sirianni. He he embodies the shit out of that city. His facial expressions on the fucking sidelines. I want to have a beer with this guy, and I'll bet. And I'll bet we end up at a strip club, like guaranteed. The smiling thing is everything. I'm so used to him being like, you know, losing his mind, cussing out rest and stuff. Seeing that smile, like, I got instant images. Like, he looks like a baseball coach in a rom com. (laughs) He has everything that you want in a coach that I haven't slept in seven days and I'm Adderalled out in Vegas. Look, he hasn't, oh, he hasn't slept in days in the film room, dude. And that's what you want in your coach. Those baggy, it, saggy eyes, man. And you see what's him in funny Sirianni. Is Those things are black holes. Bradley Cooper could probably play Nick Sirianni. Like, if Bradley Cooper just wanted to let himself go, he could play Nick Sirianni in a movie. <laughs> Dude, you I didn't like, see the cut to him in the game? He's back oh, on the sauce. Okay, he, he looked yeah, wrecked, wreck, bro. Yeah, dude, Absolutely he was. Wrecked. No, he's a he legitimate. He sober at one point, and that dude, he was trashed at the game. Dude. He's a legitimate of, uh, Eagles fan in Silver Linings Playbook. Is one of the is a phenomenal. Are you you kidding me? It's awful. It's awful football fandom though. Like like their conversations that they have in the in the uh, in the movie about the game and stuff like that. It seems like they're very dumb and uneducated fans. Yeah, like like the average football fans. Perfect. Yeah, it it seems even seems even worse than that though. But uh, speaking of the the eagle sideline, it was nice to see Mike Trout in a playoff game. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he, he he probably has attended more NFL playoff games than he has uh, MLB playoff games. Honestly, right. it's kind of a sweet deal. Like you have your team that succeeds <laughs> and then you never have to actually play in the playoffs. You're the highest paid player in baseball. Like that's a pretty sweet deal. I don't know. He, he, he's, got, he's got like the Eagles are like his side piece and he doesn't even have to do good in his job because he's got the Eagles. It's actually it's pretty sweet for Mike Trout. But he is good. Job. He's very good, but he doesn't have to be anymore. It's all guaranteed, <laughs> dude. Oh, just, just let now. yourself like, go. He, he, he could. He's he could hang it up tomorrow. Just, dude, and he's just, in the Hall of Fame. You know, I want to see on basing over four hundred. I want to see year. like two hundred. That, that's exactly it. His contract is fully guaranteed. I want to see a two hundred and eighty pound Mike Trout just show up, just celebrating the Eagles Super Bowl for two months. Just shows up and doesn't give a fuck anymore. It'd be awesome. And he's at every Imagine Eagles like game. Three three years from now, we get an Eagles uh, Chiefs Super Bowl, 
and they cut to Mike Trout, and you're like, is that Andy Reid? <laughs> Dude, Mike Mike Trout doesn't he kind of have a body type or like face structure that lends itself to a fat man? Like, yes. Oh yeah, he, he's got like the, right now he's got that like youthful like thick muscular build. <laughs> yeah, he could let he could he could blow up like Charles Barkley after he's done playing. Well, because he, he looks like every um like baseball player from your high school that you see at the high school reunion. They they're just like. He, when he blows up, and I think I think his day is coming, he's going to be very worm-like. All of his features are just kind of mold into one. But yeah, I I like the 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 Mike Trout just letting himself go and just riding the Eagles for the rest of his career. Theory. <laughs> oh, anything else about this game? Um, the Empire State Building, I guess, lit up for for the Eagles. Like, what is that bullshit? Seriously, that's that's atrocious. Yeah, it's a, a New York City monument. It's one thing to to celebrate a non New York team, which I think is bullshit, anyways. Yes, uh, let alone a division rival. Like, get the fuck out of here! Yeah, what has happened in New York City, dude? I mean, honestly, it is absolutely absurd. This is supposed to be a major rivalry between the Giants and the Eagles. You hate each other. Like, this is not supposed to be some brotherly love bullshit. Nick Mangold, he went out and tweeted about it, and he was like, what the fuck is this, dude? And that's a Jets legend. So I don't know what they're thinking in this. It's definitely some uh, bullshit when you come to real football fandom in New York. I don't know how they're doing that. Oh, you know they were pissed. Go on any Yankees, Giants fan page. I mean, they're still an aggressive fan base. Like, Philly gets all the love for being so aggressive. Like, you talk to any New York fan, they're so fucking aggressive. So, yeah, I mean, they get mad when when they light up the light the Empire State Building up for the other New York team. You get half of the New York teams <laughs> mad at the other team, like, let alone yeah. Philadelphia. Dude, Philly, Philly's got to take the most savage cake by all means, dude. I saw this video pop up, and this little kid goes up to a 49ers fan gives him goes to give him five and the grown man goes that by the little kid and he turns his hand around and gives him the big bird and walks away this kid had to be like seven <laughs> to eight years old and his dad's definitely video and the whole fucking thing, and, and laughing about it oh my god bro that that city is just absolutely savage you know what though i i'm, I'm pretty disappointed um in I haven't heard any like crazy stories about Eagles fans. Like the Vikings go to the NFC Championship in 2018 against the Eagles. We bring our 97 year old oldest Vikings fan uh, on on Earth to the game, and it's just a story after story. People were telling her to go fuck herself. Like she was just getting berated at the game, um, and I didn't hear really anything. And you would think, especially with San Francisco fans, like they got to be a soft fan base. I'm just assuming. I'm just assuming, and I'm, I'm probably right. Probably right. I, yeah. I mean, how many San Francisco fans are traveling that far? Probably not a lot. Um, so there probably wasn't a lot to deal with. I did see there was a video of Jerry Rice um, pregame uh, taking all of his rings out of his like bag and putting them on and then flicking off the Philly crowd. Um, that was pretty great. <laughs> that's such, I feel like that's such a lame move. Like you you pack up all your Super rings knowing you're going to do that. Like, Cool, dude. Yeah, act like, like you've been there before because you literally right. have been there before. Like that's that to me. That's such like a rehearsed lame move. Yeah. I'm all for what about the other Bosa stuff. brother? Oh, they're both terrible. On a fan. They're I both mean, terrible. That was. Well, did you hear like the interaction that he got into with some with some Phillies yeah, fans or something? He had, about, like, like Snapchat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He's like yelling at him from across the parking lot. And there's other videos like of people like heckling him and him like standing up and screaming at fans during the game. Like just such thin skin. Like 
grow the fuck up. Uh, yeah, dude, that's what roid heads do. They let normal <laughs> Joe people <laughs> piss them off. And <laughs> it, yeah. Like, bro, you're a multi-millionaire NFL, like, pro bowler, one of the top tier in your profession, dude. Like, what? less than 1% of people in the fucking earth. And you let these schmucks get you riled up like that, dude. It's absolutely pathetic. It, it just shows that the Bosa bros, they just don't have thick skin. They have this little thin skin, and it's rough, dude. It showed in the playoff game when Joey slammed his helmet, and now he's got these guys getting him riled up on fucking Snapchat before the game. It's, it's that's a really reputation thing. Out. Like he's shown that he'll give into it. He's yeah. only going to get it worse now. I don't I feel like are Nick, continue I feel like to go Nick's after him. little calm, cool and collected though. Comparatively. I mean, comparatively. Like, yes, but yeah. I, I still think that's such a low bar. Cause Joey Bosa has probably got the thinnest skin in the NFL. Well, when you look at the schnage that uh, Joey got in comparison to Nick, you kind of understand why he's mad. <laughs> Wait, that's not a really I'll defend thing? Joey Bosa to the death. That tantrum was fucking hilarious. When 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 they, when he picked up the helmet, handed it to him, and he spiked it again. Oh my god! How do you still have that coach? That's still their coach. Um, that was amazing. I don't mind on the field stuff as much as I do like yelling at fans from the from one of the boxes. Like, grow up, dude. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So let's. I also wouldn't tell him to grow up to his face, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're a cool guy, man. Keep doing, keep being awesome. Why? What's He's the like worst yelling thing at fans, you you're you. broke. You, like, you're broke. It's like, cool, dude. Maybe Joey, because that, that snoz is like a fountain. If you get one pop oh, in that thing, that thing's going to just be bleeding. Um, that's, like, that's the guy you don't hand the bag to at the party. <laughs> <laughs> Hoover Vac. Hoover Vac. <laughs> Where did it go? Where did it go? Imagine oh. the suction in that thing. <laughs> so, you normally got to pay extra for that. Let, let, let's talk about this other awful game of the weekend. And the score-wise, it was great. I mean, on paper, if you looked at it, 20 to 23 came down to the last seconds. I mean, hypothetically, it was a great game. But yet I kept watching and I'm just like, this is horrible. This is fucking bad. So I just I got mean, a couple takes. Just got a couple takes from this from this game. I just want to bounce off you guys. And number one, I think the time has come. I've been waiting for this moment for a while. The time has come to hate Patrick Mahomes. Um, I've been defending the guy so much. Uh, his family's a piece of shit around him, but he seemed like he's been kind of a rock this whole time, and he's been great through it all. He's been this perfect spokesman. I don't know if it's because I love Joe Burrow so much, and I like... I almost like coddle him like he's my little brother. Like I want to defend him to the death. Like I would run through a wall for that guy. But when he said at the end on the post game uh, uh, interview, I don't have any. I don't have any cigars or anything. But you know, dude, two things that I know. I know about that statement. Number one, he definitely pre wrote it. 100%. You can see it in his eyes. It was not a spur of the moment thing. Uh, he had thought harsh. about it before, which that makes me hate him. Number two, Joe Burrow didn't really talk any shit. I, I know like Eli Apple and the, even the mayor of Cincy, the cringiest fucking smack talk ever, but the time has come, boys. It's it's okay to hate Patrick Mahomes now. He's He, he can officially join his shithead family as on, on the Mount Rushmore of, I hate this guy. He's lived yeah. long enough to become the villain. Yeah, oh, he's definitely. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's in in my mind, like he's in Curry range, right? Like Curry was cute in the beginning, mm -hmm. right? And then it got really old because he just kept doing the same. Like it reminded me of the scene in the St in Step Brothers where it's like, 
well, now the tuxedos can seem kind of fucked up. That's, that's, Patrick, <laughs> Mah- that's Patrick Mahomes' bit, man. It's like, oh, oh, this little cute little frog guy? Yeah, that guy kind of sucks. Um, what is it about these guys, too, though, that have the cringiest either girlfriends, fiancés, or wives? Each one of these guys, dude, it's between Mahomes. It, it is rough. rough I don't, I don't know if Brittany Matthews stuff just gets, like, just amplified through like the barrier, but she's the only player or wife that I see talking shit to people on Twitter. And it's like, it's one thing if guys are chirping each other back and forth and then, you know, they have stakes, they're going to see each other on the field. They're going to the opportunity to interact. If you're a wife, like just sit it out. Like it doesn't like shit talking. Like you have nothing at stake here. You have no, there's, there's no repercussions either way. There's no coming back because you performed poorly or you performed well. Like you're not in, this equation really and again i don't know if it's unfair and, and there's other people doing it too and she for whatever reason just amplified through the noise but it's the only person i see doing this shit and it's fucking annoying see but no, it, I, I feel like you're almost creeping towards sh- shut up and wife <laughs> no, like, no 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 but like, i'm just saying like, 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 it's, 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 like it's, it's even like retired players you see like retired players talking shit about current players it's like okay your time's passed like In- but I think I, w- what I was getting at is um, you're right. Though, there's a different cringe about the way that Brittany goes about things. Uh, Giselle was actually very outspoken, but she like did it at the right moments. Like she talked a bunch of shit at like the Eagles Super Bowl, and like Giselle was very outspoken and That's was a, what, people are people are always like, oh, but she's a fan. Are you mad at her because she's a fan? No, I'm mad at her because she's kind of a cut. Um, like and it always seems frequently. like personal. Yeah. Bert, oh, yeah. But it's Brittany, like Aisha like, Curry you're on people and shit. That um, shit. I, and, I still yeah, think that was so she, trash. She's done, she's done some other stuff. And yeah. also, Giselle, at least, if Giselle not being married to Tom Brady would still be famous. Brittany Matthews would be fucking nothing. She would be. And just the nothing. fact that her and Jackson get along, like, I just know that the, the fact that each of them likes the other one lets me know that both of them suck, if that makes sense. <laughs> Like, I mean, if, there, if, there is some weird correlation. <laughs> Steph Curry has it with Aisha Curry as well, where the wife becomes a distraction, not a conduit to your like, you're being a better person or a better professional or things like that. They draw away from what's really making them in the limelight, which is their husband, which is their prowess in their professional sport. And there's just something ick about it. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're all on the same page about her. It is it is crazy, too, because, like, pa- people always try to turn it around, like, oh, you hate her because she's passionate. No. No. You, there's so there's so many passionate spouses in, in, in sports, and it's just, it's not. It's not the same. She's she's the type of person that dumps champagne on fans, and they, like, cheer for it. Like, that's, I'm sorry. There, there, there's, there's a difference, and it's it's okay to hold people accountable for being not good people. Okay. Yeah, there's a difference between like I mean like Julie Ertz, like being like a fan and being supportive and like Julie Ertz Brittany is Matthews awesome. Had, Never had a problem Brittany with Matthews Julie Ertz. Acts exactly. like she's on the team. Yeah, like that's I think what irks me is like you're not on the team. That's what irks is you. Ooh. <laughs> 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 sorry nice. about sorry about that, guys. I'll 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 see my way out. <laughs> um, but uh, we don't need to talk about this game. No, let's talk about the game. Um, Joe Burrow was pretty bad. I mean, he, he had some incredible moments, but he was bad. Let, let's face it. So, like, I, I totally am on team. The refing was just awful. But Joe Burrow, I mean, he cost the Bengals a game. Let's face it. So, I, I was disappointed in the, the game plan that they had. Um, 
So if you look at what Brian Callahan did in terms of off and Zach Taylor, like in terms of the offensive game plan uh, last week against the Bills, right? There was a lot of pre-step motion. There was Jamar Chase in the backfield, them throwing the ball to him out of the backfield, doing other things. It didn't seem like they had a lot of schemed up designs to get players the ball. Like T Higgins barely touched the ball the first half. Um, Tyler Boyd only had like that one big catch on third down or two big catches on third downs to convert and then left the game because of that injury. And it just seemed like they weren't factors in the game. Like there was not enough of that planned. Um, I don't know if they were just worried about the Kansas City rush with their offensive line. And so they're trying to get rid of it quick. But still, I would think that you would find a way to force the ball into some of your playmakers' hands. And they just didn't do enough of that. Um, so at that point, Burrow has to take over and just play hero ball. Um, so you saw a little bit of that. And so with when you're playing hero ball, you get some good and you get some bad. So too much P Rine. Way too much P Rine. Not enough of anything, dude. Joe Burrow was the leading rusher with four attempts at 30 yards. That that comment was directly at Drew. I just wanted to say that. That actually didn't have any analysis into the game. I just had to get a Pirine comment in. Yeah. Fuck, man. Think of that. You got Joe Mixon and Pirine, and Joe Burrow's your leading rusher at 30 yards. I mean, it's insane, and and I think it was a part of game planning. And Kansas City had proved to be a team that you could actually run on. And letting Chris Jones just go loose on these freaking offensive tackles. They were moving Chris Jones all over the place. Yeah. And it didn't matter who was blocking him. He was bulldozing through those guys. And and it was just no no way they could stop him. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable performance well, by Chris funny Jones. Funny enough about P. Ryan, I'm looking at the stats. It's actually too little P. Ryan. P. P Ryan was like a five. He almost had five yards of carry. Joe Mixon was horrible. 2.4 yeah. yards of carry. I mean, he was horrible. I agree with Newman. You got to let T. Higgins go out there and... You know, do what he does. Kill some DBs. I mean, this is going to be my only X's and O thing because uh, otherwise I, th- I think it's going to get boring. But I just think with uh, if you're worried about a team's pass rush, run the ball at them. Like, tire those guys out. Get them playing both run and pass. Get them on their heels a little bit. I don't think they did enough of that. And and from a game plan standpoint, I, I do think they let Joe Burrow down a lot. Um, but, you know, I, I don't have a, a dog in this race. I, I don't really care about, you know... It, Either team, either way. Um, but man, the officiating was fucking bad and it was one sided. It was awful. Um, and, you know, I think on any given weekend in the NFL, every team feels like their, t- their team got the worst end of the referees. And you know, it's just kind of a confirmation bias. But it was so bad and so one sided in this game. So, one of the things about the refs that, you know, we look at total yards after the game and stuff like that. Um, and that's fine. But, it's, it, I feel like it should be more like um, if you have if on Twitter where they have the baseball umpire scorecards where it's like these calls were the most significant in terms of shifting yeah. the game, right? And it's yep. like we don't put enough into that in regards to fish, uh, you know, looking at the officiating when you look at total yards. The last five accepted penalties in the game were all called against the Bengals. That's the entire fourth quarter. There was one penalty called against the Chiefs the entire fourth quarter, and it was a holding penalty that would have given them an extra down, right? So it actually would have helped them had it been accepted. That's the only penalty they called the the fourth quarter. They didn't even, like, the last one called was, like, early third quarter period against uh, the Chiefs. But also, like, the whole nonsense with, let's talk about the play, right? The third down, where the ref comes in from way the fuck out there, running in, blowing his whistle to stop the call. One, why are you the guy that's trying to stop the play? Two, this whole, oh, it's too loud thing. The home team is on offense. 
don't give me that bullshit. It's too loud. That's a fucking farce. Um, and I, I just like the entire explanation. And then Mike Pereira in the booth is fucking awful, dude. Dude, yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, I like, I like Dubage's about the uh, intentional grounding. Uh, Mike Pereira is going, yeah, totally intentional grounding. And uh, fucking Tony Romo's going, yeah, it's definitely intentional grounding. <laughs> and then Jim Nance just goes, hey, P. Ryan was right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I feel so bad for Jim Nance, dude. He has to deal with those two idiots week in and week out. Like He's not getting paid enough. Whatever he's getting paid, it is not enough to deal with those two morons. It's got to feel like Michael's hitting on a girl boat, dude, with two, two legends, like, completely... Bro, just getting roasted. No, it's got to feel like hitting on a girl with, like, two just complete D-bags. Like, you're, you're, try, you're <laughs> trying to sell yourself to the audience, and you got Tony Romo going, Ah, uh, Jim! Was that a fumble? Oh my god! Mm, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Uh. <laughs> I mean, he sounds like Andy Reid eating a cheeseburger. I mean, it's the same. It's noise. like he's always masturbating. Pereira, Pereira's got to be like mansplaining to one of the other, one of the chick's girlfriends or something over on the side, oh, like something yeah. completely wrong, right? That's that's how that's got to go down. <laughs> it's one of those memes where he has like her by the back of the neck and this is like yelling in her ear in the club, and she's like rolling her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, I mean, these guys are lawyers. What do you expect? Towards the end of that game, like you know, the bad calls just kept stacking up, stacking up, stacking up. And so I, I, I made a meme about it, but it was so true because I was sitting there, and, and honestly, I was, sometimes you just sit there after game, like what the fuck just happened, and like the the post the post game interviews start happening, and I'm just sitting there thinking about all these bad calls. Um, uh, Mahomes says his poorly scripted cigar thing. Uh, Travis Kelsey comes in and goes, ah, it's not Burrowhead. And then he like g- goes away and then he comes back and he goes, are oh, you fucking jabronis? And I'm just picturing at that moment, because even I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck just happened? And I, I, at that moment, I felt so bad for Cincy fans because right after that, guess what came on? Whopper, 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 <laughs> junior double, triple whopper, flame grilled with perfect toppers. I rule this day. Dude. Happy birthday. I want to see statistics on the uh, BK and the Cincy market, market. I'll bet it just absolutely crashed. Do you, uh, do you know who scored that commercial? Who? Hans Zimmer. No. No. <laughs> yes. Hans Zimmer scored that and they gave him like 13% share of the company. Oh my God. <laughs> worth every penny. Worth that's, what they, every the C- penny. that's what the CEO said. He goes, worth every penny. Yeah, Hans Zimmer scored that. Are you serious? They gave him 13% of Burger King? Yes. Oh my God. How much <laughs> did they have to pay him for that? <laughs> Wow, uh, that's Hans Zimmer's Burger King work. That's amazing. That that's kind of similar. <laughs> this this is true. I'm I'm literally I googled it because I'm sorry, Derek. I didn't believe you, and it is all it's it, oh on Twitter. God. Like the entire thing is yeah yeah. Hans cool. Hans Zimmer scored those. Dude, that's that's kind of like Hans Zimmer's Mike Trout thing. Like we were just talking about. Like he's, yeah. he, he got that BK money. He doesn't even care. Inception, Dunkirk, whatever. What about uh, a <laughs> BK commercial? <laughs> Uh, it's worth it, dude. He literally incepted the whole entire world, bro. Everybody is. is locked within a Burger King dream, within a Burger King dream, within a Burger King dream. <laughs> and it's just playing over and over and over again. So, dude, are our, our, our game, NFL games rigged or are refs just idiots? I mean, I think Bill Simmons had an excellent tweet in terms of commenting on this. 
Um, right before it, he goes, okay, Jim, here we go. This is huge. Uh, and then uh, you can't call the late hit on Mahomes after he ignored the late hit on Burrow a few minutes earlier. Those refs were horrible. They weren't even fishy bad, more completely incompetent bad. Great work, NFL. Um, if they that's were the scripted, yeah. <laughs> if like, they were scripted, think, it'd, be, it'd be cohesive. Right. I don't think it, like, I agree. I don't think it was rigged. Um, I just think that they had, like, when in doubt, you know, call it in favor of Cincinnati or call it in favor of Kansas City kind of thing going on. Um, but they just were all consistently bad, right? Like, they call um, the pass interference on Mike Hilton. That is fucking weak as shit, man. You've been letting them play all day, and then you call that? Like, that's the problem that I have, the consistency. You, you can't just let it shit go all game and then call it at a critical moment in which it shifts the outcome of the game because that's, that's not what the players have been playing, you know? Um, so they it's were like, awful. It's like the Zack Snyder cut. If, if, if it is, if it is a script, like this is a yeah. Zack Snyder script for sure. Absolutely. If you're asking if the games are rigged and you really want to go down a rabbit hole, just Google Jessica Savage. She was a NBC broadcaster. She actually did a story about NFL ties to the mob and actually doing like uh, over-under spreads and things of that nature. And then she was actually mysteriously found dead. She was drowned after she released this on PBS. So if you want to go down a rabbit hole, if NFL games are rigged and you believe in those kind of things and want to have some fun, go ahead and uh, dive mob down the ties. rabbit hole. What, what, what yeah, year is this? That's just don't fuck with the mob. <laughs> it's 1983. Okay. <laughs> she, di- she drowned in her car in a canal. Did they cut the brakes? They must have cut the brakes. To me, I mean, so maybe back then, I, I don't know. And, you know, you know, some of the mob influence and things, who knows? But there's a math equation, uh, basically, on, like, how likelihood, uh, what the likelihood is of, of, of a secret or a conspiracy being true and, like, how many people would have to stay quiet and, like, what's the mathematical likelihood. The NFL being rigged today is, is zero. Yeah. There's no chance. It's like the moon landing. Like it would have been more difficult to fake the moon landing when it happened than to actually just fucking go to the moon. So yeah. I think today I mean, conspiracy theories. No the dumbest part about conspiracy theories is that it relies on too many people being able to keep a secret. Try to try to try to just assemble four people that you know that can all simultaneously keep a secret. Now try and do four thousand. Um, that, that's the problem. <laughs> or just discredit theories. them as crazy or uh, just discredit them you know, this, somehow, somewhat. Not, it's not how it works. You, uh, you, you would be able to come up with some sort of evidence or there would have to be somebody that would be, uh, it, it conspiracy theories. And, and there, there, there's all sorts of studies, people who primarily buy into them. Um, like literally there's a correlation between that and people of lower intelligence it's it's conspiracy theories are often a conspiracy theory people often lob conspiracy theories to form a narrative and the people that that push them are saying are talking about the conspiracy theories and how they're the they're pushing the narrative no you're the narrative (laughs) that's the thing about you want to talk about even more conspiracy with the Bengals kc game so where is the super bowl being played arizona i can't even tell you What's the name of the Arizona Stadium? State, State Farm. Stadium. I know Who's the number one guy for State Farm right now? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but so then why why didn't they manufacture a Packers Packers piece? Super Bowl? Yeah, they 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 have they've had that chance for the last three years. 
Yeah, they they once, once Rogers went against the Vax, dude, he was out. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yes, I, I, I see. Yeah, because State Farm cares we about that. <laughs> I, 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 we, we were dancing around, and now there it is. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, in, in other news, uh, Nathaniel Hackett was hired as offensive coordinator of the Jets. Um, I mean, if you look at that Broncos offense, you're thinking, man, I need that guy. Definitely. That's a hundred. Let's listen to the Jets fan. They spent a quarter billion dollars and had the lowest scoring offense in the league. Fucking sign me up. The NFL failing upward once again, just right in front of our faces. It happens every fucking year, dude. How can you say failing upward? He was a head coach. Now he's an offense coordinator. That's definitely a downgrade. (laughs) It doesn't matter. He's still getting paid. He's one of of the top. Well, most guys don't go from from head coaching to being completely unemployed if they don't. Yeah, but he he should have been a tight end coach at Miami of Ohio. No, he should be on the same island as Urban Meyer right now. Like there there should be a coach exile island that you have to go to for a year and just serve out yeah. your time in shame. And they should be in the waiting area of Sizzlers right now. <laughs> I'm not happy about the Nathaniel Hackett Jets offense coordinator thing. The only thing that can repair it is, you know, uh, maybe they're taking the Hail Mary shot saying they're going to go get Aaron Rodgers. This, this story that people want to continue to tell themselves, I'll believe it when I see it. If it does happen, then sure, I guess it's an okay move to bring Talk in Nathaniel Hackett. Fucking- coattail writing has anybody yeah. ever leveraged the fact that they might bring aaron Rodgers with them more than any any anyone else in the history of the world who dude the they're friends right rogers so. who the fuck wants <laughs> right. aaron Rodgers right now it's insane dude especially in new york media dude <clears throat> yeah. the, the the rogers to to the jets f- fan fiction is bizarre to me what what media environment would eat that guy alive more than new york he's been in an insulated green bay fucking where he he calls all the shots. Dude, it would be a disaster. And then and then yeah. to top it off, under the supervision of Hackett, oh, please, please, let us see Aaron Rodgers of the Jets. I, I need that in my life because that is a fucking train wreck. In fact, there's a just, bunch of train wrecks. give brewing. up too much for him. They're going to, and it's going to be great. <laughs> and, I, and, and the Vikings are going to get fucked again because the Packers are going <laughs> to land on their feet with all the picks that they get for them, and that's how it works. Maybe oh, yeah. as, as a pseudo Jets fan, Newman, how do you honestly feel about this? Like, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm the last one that wants to talk serious on this podcast, but I 100% want to know how you feel about this. Uh, I mean, not a pseudo Jets fan, um, <laughs> but but anyway, uh, like I said, uh, I, I'm not a fan. I don't like this move. Um, how could you? In terms of what it actually, what are potential benefits outside of Aaron Rodgers, I guess you keep some continuity in terms of like the Shanahan uh, offensive skill system uh, because you've replaced Mike LaFleur with Nathaniel Hackett. Apparently Nathaniel Hackett was a hot commodity last year. The Jaguars wanted to hire him. He was their number one selection and the Broncos just went in and paid him more money. So, uh, you know, he must have a good interview. Uh, or maybe he just being, you know, Aaron Rodgers' friend is is like uh, being Sean McVay's like driver or something. Uh, anyone can get that job now. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it's not great. I don't like the look. Uh, I think there was better candidates out there. I would have liked if they had done something different. And but we'll see how it works out. The Jets have lots of good pieces uh, on that offense, and I mean, 
The play is Rogers. That's what the it is. There's the quarterback no is, is the missing hole. So yeah, it just, it's just like hole. I, I, I feel like part, it's, it's in this weird like purgatory where I can like empathize with Newman on this one because they go out and bring in Hackett. We bring in Bill O'Brien, and then the fucking Dolphins bring in Fangio, and it's like okay, one of these things is not like the other. Uh, not a great time in the in the AFC East. Yeah, I mean, Vic Fangio being the highest-paid defensive coordinator in the league, it's probably a good move, honestly. By uh, it's a great by move. Yeah, Fangio I, is one of the best. <clears throat> I love Mike McDaniel. I continue to love everything that he does for the most part. Um, so I'm a little sad that he's now in the Jets division. Yeah, but Just had a great score in the refrigerator. Uh, every man has a great mental inventory of every beer that they have in their fridge, but there's always that back-of-the-beer fridge, or back-of-the-beer or back of the back fridge, of the fridge, back beer. of the fridge beer, and uh, <laughs> I just hit the jackpot. This is from a variety pack that I thought I had taken out a long time ago. Sweetwater four twenty, jackpot. Nice. Oh yeah, back of the fridge. <clears throat> All right. So what was Jim Newman's uh, explanation to hack it? It doesn't matter what it was. <laughs> Frank Wright, speaking of bad <laughs> hires, Frank Wright as the Panthers head Whoa. as a head, head coach. I mean, this is this is so bad. This is so bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't like what did what did Frank Reich do well with the Colts? Realistically, like the one thing that Nothing. he was supposed <sighs> to be good at was you know getting the most out of the quarterbacks and you know c- constructing an offense. Well, I he think didn't he's get a decent, DUI, so he's better off than their owner. I think. Well, he's he's a pastor and stuff. I don't think he even drinks, um, but. I think he's Pastor? a I think he's a decent play caller and, and designer, um, but I don't think that he yeah he went to uh, seminary school, um, but I don't I don't think he's a good developer of quarterbacks because he hasn't done it yet. When when has he developed a quarterback? Carson Wentz like had a, had one good season under him. He put his he put he put his uh, neck out on the line and and he wasn't good. He had Philip Rivers for a lot of his career, both in San Diego and um, in Indy. <clears throat> And if you're Carolina, what's the missing piece there? You also need a quarterback. Is Sam Darnold going to be the guy? Are you going to be able to develop him? Are you going to go get somebody else? Are they going to let you draft a quarterback early? I, I don't know. It, it seems weird. I don't necessarily love the move for uh, the Panthers. I kind of like them sticking with Steve Wilkes. I thought that would have been a better route. I mean, Frank Reich, again, he's kind of in the Fangio territory, right? He is an A-plus coordinator, he cannot handle coaching responsibilities. He's he's a terrible delegator. Uh, again, I don't want to go all serious in this, but I live in Indianapolis, right? I, I I hear about Frank Reich for the past X how many years. He didn't delegate anything. He tries to do it all himself. He gets too wrapped into it, and then it spirals out of control. He's a horrible CEO. He he's a great VP. He's a horrible CEO. And Carolina just made a mistake. They're going to regret. You know what? Three, four, five years down the road, um, this it, this is wor- believe it or not worse than Hackett, worse than the Hackett hire. Could be a tank job. You never know. <laughs> Fucking hire him and let's let's tank. Oh, they're pulling uh, the Texans. Just, uh, you just never hire know. The first dude. year could could be. Uh, bring this guy in. Let him let him fuck up our franchise too and get up as a high draft pick. Yeah, dude. but this is an org that that hired yeah. that rule, so they uh, they might think he's the guy. Yeah. Tepper Tepper doesn't seem like the kind of guy that that that's planning to do a tank job. He wants to win and he wants to win now. This team's still pretty good defensively. They have some pieces offensively. 
So Frank Reich's first order of business, sign Carson Wentz. Yep. Oh, it's happening. No, 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 no. No, no. Derek Carr. Derek Carr will be the quarterback of the Carolina Yeah, Panthers. West Coast Carson Wentz. Exactly. <laughs> it's just the same guy on different coasts. Um, well, I mean, we made the meme about Derek Carr going to the Colts. For, going to Carolina actually is, is basically that meme. It's just, you know. Frank Reich is one of these guys that I don't know why I hate him, but I think I do. Um, and I think it's because he's kind of a sad guy or he's kind of a fun yeah. guy to see sad. Um, if you look at just Google Frank Reich right now and just like go, go to the Google images and just look at the gallery and tell me what you see. He looks like when you're sitting at a stoplight and there's a homeless guy in the corner of your eye and you don't want to make eye contact with him, but he just keeps staring at you. That's what Frank Reich always looks like on the sidelines. Um, he constantly looks like he's looking through a frosty window at his family who's eating uh, Christmas dinner with another uh, dad. Um, yeah, you know the song, I had a bad day? That just plays in my head every time I see Frank. Yeah. <laughs> that just, that just look, he looks so sad. He's so sad. He's got a, he's got he a looks, sad heart. He looks like Christian Bale like on his road of recovery from The Machinist. <laughs> like he, He's starting to fill back out, but he's still half skeleton. Like That's kind of what I get out of, out of Frank Reich when I look at him. He's kind of a sad skeleton. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I am looking up bad day lyrics, and his song is so bad. <laughs> song so bad, but that guy's on an island somewhere, not worrying about a goddamn thing. Definitely not listening to this podcast. Daniel Pewter, not listening to the Sports Memory podcast. I mean, were there any hires this week, bro? Were there any hires this week that weren't? I mean, just just there were a lot of good ones today, um, and we'll talk about that in a second. But Bill O'Brien of the Patriots, Derek, sell us on that one. Try can't. I wish it's bad. Right? It's the only the, the only positive thing I can say about Bill O'Brien to the Patriots is that Matt Patricia is not calling plays next year. Right. Um, Bill O'Brien has actually called NFL plays before for yes, a real he, legitimate. He's he actually had success at the NFL level. Um, I don't think Mac Jones is worse than Matt Castle, so maybe you know we can <laughs> go eleven and six and sneak into the playoffs. But I, I, I don't think the rest of the teams equipped for that. But yeah, it's it's a shit show, man. And it's, who, a, it's who, a situation like this. Can we just be bad? Let's just be bad for a little while. Let's go. You know who would have been great for Mac Jones? Frank Reich. Like I, I thought for sure Frank Reich was going to wind up in in New England, right? Like he was about the only guy out there that I think that could have saved Mac Jones because I think Mac Mac Jones is done. Who's, I think he's who's in on Mac Jones in this group. I think Mac Jones is going to be smack dab in the middle of the worst year of NFL quarterback. Uh, it's the guy that doesn't lose enough games but could never win the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's Kirk Cousins is the king of that tier. He's the the top of the tippy top of that tier. And I think Mac Jones is like in the middle of it. Yeah, he's can he truly recover from being known as the greatest sure. talent of the NFL? For sure. Yeah, I I think Matt Patri- like I don't I think we're underestimating how bad Matt Patricia and Joe Judge were. Um, there's already stories coming about how fucking terrible Joe Judge was. I guess Joe Judge in meetings would like talk, like force himself to talk louder than anybody ever would just to seem like the guy in the room, like almost like a yell. Uh, the, the, the players like openly hated him all season. Dude, Joe Judge, uh, so, the stories of Joe Judge, like people were like, yeah, he's running his team like a high school team. He's like a drill master. And they were saying it in New York like it was a good thing. I'm sitting there the whole time like, that's horrible. <laughs> 
You're talking same reason about- why like I'm licking my chops about the idea of Harbaugh coming back to the NFL. Like I, I just think one some guys can lead men, adults, and some guys can't. For sure. I mean, Harbaugh's had success at the NFL, so Listen, man, when the guys go from doing high school two-a-days, sprints, all that shit, college, and you make it to the pros, that's where that fucking ends. I am a multi-time millionaire now, motherfucker. Like, I'm not doing the sprints and no water for you and all that fucking bullshit. And the coaches that think they're going to continue to do that with these younger generations that are coming out, they're out of their fucking minds, dude. These guys aren't going to be coaching in the league because the kids aren't going to respond and they're not going to fucking be out on the field. They're just going to bullshit it because, hey, I'm I'm still getting paid, motherfucker. Practice. That is how it is. We're talking about practice. I mean, like, get the hell out of here. The, the coach-player relationships in the NFL is really bizarre. Like, just imagine being this, like, ripped-up Adonis playing for the Giants and getting yelled at by Ben McAdoo. <laughs> this slimiest-looking dude. It, it, it really is crazy. And that's actually – it brings me to my next point. The best hire this offseason um, – D'Amico Ryan's to Houston, incredible. Uh, th- this this is one of the few cases where we have potentially an elite coach in this league who is also an elite player, a, a former All Pro. He was the defensive rookie of the year. He was a he was a really good player. Is is his career league and tackles like three seasons? Yeah, dude, he was awesome. He was awesome on a bad Texans team for a lot of his career, um, and uh, he was. He, he's just one of these guys that I, I think he can just, whatever that guy chooses to do, he's going to do really, really good at. And uh, let's face it, it's a great job to inherit right now. No Zero, the bar is so fucking low. He, he, whatever he does, and he has so much time to figure it out, that's the best thing for, for a rookie head coach. Like, if he goes out and it's just terrible next year, he's 100% has the next two years to figure it out, 100%. Um, and with all that draft capital, it's it, it, yeah. Honestly, they should be terrible. They should be terrible next year. Yes, Try to be should. terrible next year, so you can go get Caleb Williams. Yes. Go ahead, there. I'm sorry. I, I, I that, was, that was my bad. But yeah, I mean, if the fans are he's got a freebie from the fans for like two or three seasons, just being a former player. Um, it's it's there's not a better spot as far as draft capital, and the rest of that division isn't going to be that great. Uh, I mean, I think the Jaguars will be contenders, but the Colts are full on rebuild. Uh, the Titans are in the downward slope. Like you can compete in that division right away, but to Newman's point, don't <laughs> like just don't. Unfortunately, I think they do though. Similar to like what we saw with the Lions, uh, when you have these ex players that are out there and that have done it, they put in the work and they have their own tape that they can show the players. It does something to these guys, man. It lights a fire under them, and you saw it with the Lions, and I think you see the same thing that's going to happen with the Texans with D'Amico Ryan's. Unfortunately, they're going to overperform, and you, you might see them win freaking five or six games next year. Do you think it's going to happen with the Panthers? With Frank Reich. Yeah, he's a former player. <laughs> I mean, it's a bad division, uh, but he—he, he, I mean, he—and he also played for the Panthers, oddly enough, for for a season. Yeah, uh, he's the first quarterback. Player. But um, a weird half tangent on this one, and and it's it's related to the D'Amico Ryan thing, but I don't know what it is. But as, as much as he's a great guy, he does a lot of humanitarian stuff. He seems to be likable. I just can't like JJ Watt. Like, I can't bring myself to like him because I feel like even the things he does well, he has to, like, bring attention to it. It's like, yep. look at me. He posts a photo today of him and D'Amico Ryans 
no caption, no words, no anything, <laughs> just a photo of him and Dumiko Ryan. And me. I'm like, I get it, bro. Like you, you, he's out of the spotlight for one second. He can't take it. A picture's worth a thousand words, Derek. <laughs> no, he, he's, he's the NFL version of the rock. Like straight up. He, he, he has all like the nervous, like weird energy of the rock. Like straight up, like in, and he's he's an attention whore, and he, he, he just like the Rock, he's done great things, but it's like we're dumb with it, dude. We're dumb with That's it. That's an amazing analogy, right there. That, that was prime. <laughs> that was on point with the analogy. That's All right, no attention drawn to myself. Hey guys, um, right before the end of the season. By the way, this is going to be my last couple games right here. Like, dude, get over yourself. <laughs> so. D'Amico Ryan's got a six-year deal, which is a little bit longer than normal. Um, do you think that maybe they probably forced that? Uh, his agent was like, nah, we're not going. You have to guarantee us six, maybe guarantee us extra money, given what happened the last two years. But over under, um, we'll go three and a half seasons, D'Amico Ryan's as head coach of the t- uh, Houston Texans. Over. It's the easiest bet in the world. Yeah, over. I think they're giving him enough runway, and I think he's going to be success, uh, successful. Yeah, it's definitely over. There's no, no doubt about it. Okay. He's, I feel like the dude couldn't motivate a snail. Man. It's a clean I mean, sweep. You just look at him, and it's just like, I, I want to run through a wall for you. I mean, he... And I not mean, in a da- cheesy Dan yeah. Campbell way, either. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like I'm, I'm slightly afraid of you, but I respect you. Um, the, the part that that concerns me about this hire for him is Nick Casario is still the GM. This will be Nick Casario's third coach that he's hired, right? Um, or president, whatever he is. Um, if they don't have some success at, uh, you know, in a few years, you know, we give them the two years to play with, and then they're still bad. Maybe they even, you know, just the roster starts looking worse compared to what it looks like now. Casario gets canned. The next guy comes in and maybe he wants to get his own guy. I, I, that's the only way I could really see it going bad for D'Amico Ryans. Um, but I don't know that I'm really want to attach my, attach my train there. But how crazy is it that given all that, given that the Texans fired their last two head coaches after one season each, this guy would rather go there than go to the Broncos where he has a quarterback who has won a Super Bowl and a roster that looks like it's much better. I think it's a no-brainer. He'd rather, he'd, I, I, he'd I, rather I, go to the Texans. I think it's close. That I, I think the Broncos are are kind of in shambles. They're 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 uh, going to run into salary issues very soon uh, with Russell Wilson's contract. And <clears throat> I don't think the Broncos' situation is good at all. In fact, the Sean Payton move to Denver is is just bizarre to me. And the D'Amico Ryan's, I have a I have a little cowherd analogy for you. And we only have one dad, other dad in the pod. But I talked to Jackie a lot about this. So far, which so is far. <clears throat> when we first, w- when I first had a baby, um, I realized that like if I was ever alone with the baby, like in the grocery store or like going to Target or just doing the most basic task, I would get women that would just come up to me, special, especially old ladies, like in their fifties and their sixties, and they come up to me and they always they just put their hand on your shoulder and go, "You're doing such a good job." You, I, 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 farmers I, markets. <laughs> farmers markets is like a forty-five and older magnet. You're like, yeah, you're you're so brave to bring your baby oh out here. Just you. It's just you yeah. and the baby. Your wife. Exactly. Where, your, your wife's Dude, not. So oh my god. Your, your wife's yeah. not anywhere. It's just you and you keeping that baby alive. 
Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. How do you do it? You're so good at what you do. And then, and then like, meanwhile, my wife, Jackie will go to the supermarket and be like, uh, what? You didn't bring like a blanket for the baby. It's cold in the grocery store. Like, (laughs) so my, my analogy here is the expectations are so low for D'Amico Ryan's that no matter what he does, he can just literally bring his baby to the fucking supermarket and people around Houston are going to be going up to him like, Oh my God, D'Amico. Holy (laughs) shit. We won five games this year. Five games. Oh my God. With Davis Mills at quarterback. Have you seen that boy's <laughs> neck? Oh my god! And he doesn't have to deal with fucking John Elway's bitch ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't I think, think I, if you look at the, the 49ers defense, there's a couple of obviously massive names on that defense, but there's sure. also just a lot of guys. And I, I think he can scheme up and coach up, and that defense will be reliable uh, for sure. But if you look at the offensive skill positions, I almost I think I prefer the Texans skill players they have. Plus, they have the draft capital. I like Nico Collins, and, and he's healthier than anybody. Wait, wait, wait. The you prefer the Texans' offensive skill players to the I 49ers? I do. No, 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 to the to the Broncos. Oh, to the Broncos. Okay. Yeah, you're just comparing those two um, jobs. Like, I, I, I mean, there's a lot of talent in in the Broncos' wide receiver room, but they're all made of glass. Yeah. Uh, and and that's, I'm a big. I mean, I'm not, a big Damian Pierce guy. Take, I guess. I'm a Damian Pierce truther. So. <clears throat> All right, uh, Sean Payton to the Broncos. That happened too. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> what a disaster! I, I, I think about this all the time. Like like Gruden going to the Bucks. The Bucks traded multiple first round picks for Gruden and didn't end well. Yeah, I mean, you take he, he inherited a good roster and he couldn't rebuild through the draft. Well. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, that's it, how they justify it. It, it. it didn't that's how end. They it didn't end well. If no. if this doesn't work out. This franchise is sunk for half a decade. Yeah, I mean they're 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 creeping upon Rams territory of fucked, like, and I would still take the Rams roster over their roster. Um, the 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 Broncos are down bad, man. I have no idea what they're doing. They're to me, they seem like you know an eight year old that just got mad and and it just has no idea what he's doing <laughs> and just trading for veterans and getting big name coaches. And then and then they're screwed. Um, yeah, it's a rare situation where like it was a bad decision, but they almost had no choice. Like the, the amount of, yeah. of investment and in, in capital they have sunk into Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson has to work in Denver. Um, there's no coming back from it. He has to work in Denver. You look. No, I, so- I got a better analogy. That analogy was bad. It's like when I'm <laughs> wasted on a Saturday night and I'm down a few hundred bucks in gambling, and I'm like, this. This is Nevada San Diego State game. <laughs> this is how I win it all back. Low, low key though, Chase Brister, Chase Brister. <laughs> the, the, those those late night bets. Um, I it's it's the thing I'm looking most forward to uh, with with Florida betting opening it back up is those late, late night desperation <laughs> win it all back bets. That that's, that's some, what the Broncos are doing. It? That's what the Broncos. What are a way! Doing, I mean, yeah. it's so funny. Like you know, I heard a stand up routine is like, um, "Hey, uh, you want to have a good time tonight? Got ten thousand bucks? <laughs> want to bet it all? Uh, the, the the fucking." A Nevada game that is worth nothing. 
can all of a sudden be made exciting by a $500 yeah. bet. And that's how problems are, are starting. <laughs> next, next thing you know, you're betting like second half spreads on Pac-10 women's basketball. <laughs> and that's how you end up paying child support now. <laughs> My only take on the Sean Payton thing is you hired a coach that Hollywood has already wrote a script for, and they decided Kevin James was the optimal choice. <laughs> Kevin James, the bumbling buffoon. That's your new coach, and I don't even think he's. A, I don't even think he's a Blart. buffoon or anything. Yeah, exactly. Paul, you hired Paul Blart as your head coach. Like the Broncos are turning into a hilarious franchise, and it yeah. just keeps getting more funny. Yeah, um, I just think you know, it, you gotta look at what they have again. They have to make Russell Wilson work. He's a little guy. Uh, go get a head coach who's had success with a little guy, and you know they go out and, and maybe you can build a similar offensive line. Uh, we talked about how, you know, I, I've talked a million times about how you have to build that line, like especially for a guy like Drew Brees. And maybe they do the same here, but the win, the window to success is just so fucking small. Uh, and for the Saints, like, they already hired a coach. They just got, you know, two early draft picks for fucking letting somebody else take their trash out. Look, yep. for the Bucks fan, I'm a Bucks fan who has to watch the Saints and play Sean Payton twice a year, every fucking year. The guy knows what the fuck he's doing. I could tell you that. Would I have given up what they did, the capital, to get him? No. But do I think it's going to pan out well for the Broncos? I do. The guy's just, again, he's a Bill Parcells coaching tree. He knows football. This guy isn't a dummy. And I think he can take Russell Wilson and actually make something happen there. I do think Nathaniel Hackett was that bad. And I think Russell Wilson was always overhyped over these years and just helped out in that Seattle atmosphere, whatever you want to call it. But dude, it's it's going to work out. I don't think Sean Payton is going to be a complete bust. But for the capital that they gave up, I'm out on that. Nevada could beat San Diego State. You're right; it can happen. I just don't think. I just don't think it will. Yep. I just don't think it will. I, 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 and then and then you start googling articles that just uh, facilitate your preconceived notions. Like I, th- I feel like Nevada can win this game. Let me Google in: Can Nevada win? You look up above, yep. See this guy. This guy is also betting ten grand on this game. I agree with you, Kurt. It could work out. <laughs> All right. Come on, man. It's like it's like the sure shot bet when the Jaguars were down in the playoffs right there. You know, I'm going to go ahead and put a mill down to win 10 G's. Man, that's <laughs> guaranteed. I, that almost seems f- I, I, that that whole million dollar bet thing. It almost seems fake. Like, how do they even can they even like talk about bets like that? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it seems it seemed kind of made up. I don't know. I don't believe it. Can you just shell out a million dollars to a to an app like that? That'd be fucking hard to deposit that amount of money. I imagine if you tried to make a million dollar bet, there'd be a lot of fucking gaps and 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 like stops in there to try and prevent you from doing that. I don't know. But it had to be it. done at a physical sports book. Yes, right? there, there's 100%. no way they're letting their they're letting their do. But that even that, how, how long does it take for them for the verify those funds? Like, I don't fuck. I'm sorry. That that, that, that whole thing when I saw that, I was like, that's a fake story. That's a fake story. I think so. Um, all right. So there's five of us. Let's move on to shower thoughts. These are most random thoughts of the week. You, um, you don't want to cover Kellen Moore to the Chargers? Nope. I don't. Uh, <laughs> Derek, let's start with you. Shower thought of the week. Yeah. So I'm, I'm coming off the high of, of just another, you know, the last of us banger. Uh, thinking about these adaptations. And <clears throat> this is one of the better, or I would say almost even the first good uh, video game ad- adaptation outside of like you know the the com the animated uh, things like Sonic stuff like that, and then it's, it started me 
thinking like what other IP in the video game world like do we need to see adapted for either TV series or movies? Um, <clears throat> first couple things that came to mind for me were like Red Red uh, Red Dead Redemption would be awesome. Uh, I think you could you know obviously the Western stuff is is probably beat to death by now, but if anything was going to be good in that space, that that's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, I've always thought Assassin's Creed would be really cool. Uh, Bioshock. Um, obviously, we're getting that Chris Pratt Mario movie that looks fucking terrible. So but, bad. <laughs> those are just things I was kind of thinking about. I'm like, man, they, they're really crushing this. I'd like to see some more adaptations because there's so much good IP out there. I got a, I got a plan, Arthur. I got some plan. I just <laughs> need some money. When did you lose faith in me, Arthur? <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. Uh, I can definitely see that. Who, who would who would who would play that guy? Ooh. Oh boy, um, Gary Busey. <laughs> Gary Busey. I got some plan. First, we makes money. Second, we goes to Tahiti. Uh, what about uh, Tom Hardy? I could see him playing Arthur. Uh, yeah, he could play Arthur too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, there. I don't know, man. Honestly, I think uh, as a whole, video game storylines are usually pretty bad. Um, and Last of Us uh, has was honestly, it's, it, from what I heard, like the gameplay is good, but it's really the storyline that kind of carries the game itself. So it was always kind of made to be into a video game adaptation. That that's kind of the the problem with video games is is are you playing it for the story? Or are you playing it for the gameplay? Um, the reason there haven't been a lot of good video game adaptations and it started back with Mario in the nineties is why are we doing this? You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times it's like, why are we doing this? Uh, the, the worst baby ever and not, not in terms of movies, but Prince of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal hilarious. Like who greenlit that, that fucking yeah. movie? Um, I was like, oh, we're gonna do Prince of Persia and not like Assassin's Creed. Like, how's Assassin's Creed not the first type of like scalar kind of you know uh, parkour? Mortal Combat, like, anyone? That's already been done. Yeah. How about no, dude? I, I'm, I'm talking about. I, I was talking about ones that had been done. I've got one. <laughs> Gears of War. That would be dope as a movie adaptation. I think they're making that it. Would be I'm pretty sure they're making that. It. Would be a good one. Oh really? Yeah, I, dude. Gear. I was a huge Gears of War fan. Gameplay and story, the whole yeah, thing, and, and it was a good one. Super dope. But even and that, that is the storyline good enough to make a movie out of it? Like the whole thing is like, oh yeah, you can peek over rocks. That's pretty sweet. But like, it, 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 <laughs> oh, it there's never, a lot of story. Yeah, right, there. dude. Your storylines, the locust coming out from under the earth, dude. You can get down. It was, it was a dope story. I love New, Newman said God of War, but like, I feel like wasn't that? I mean, Thor movies exist. Like that's close enough. we have enough uh, mythology all right brandon so um there's a there's a great uh twitter handle that i follow that they're absolutely ridiculous um i don't know if you guys saw this saw this tweet but supposedly this guy in i think i i think in philadelphia uh died and he said and he went to hell and he said it was absolutely horrible um, you know, he was flayed alive. He got limbs chopped off. But during all of this, Rihanna's umbrella played on loop. So I want to know what you guys think. What song in your hell is playing on loop? 
<laughs> this father's story hilarious. That is a horrible song. Straight up. I've though. got I've got one for you. I've got one. <laughs> I think I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. <laughs> that's a good one. For that's me, a banger, like, man. Even though, like, even though I like the safety dance, the one time I hear it every six years, uh, I feel like by fucking rotation seven, they would just be you're like, no, stop it. Like I'll I'll play myself. Wait, any any biodome fans in here? The movie oh. Polly Shore and Ball. Yeah. You can dance if you want you to. Do. You can leave your girlfriend. <laughs> You're actually all wrong. Uh, the soundtrack in Hell is just a Spotify playlist of Imagine Dragons. See the worst, the worst band of all time. I don't care what anyone says. A lot of people are like they're catchy. I'm like, are they? Are they? Are I don't they? Know. They, did, they did the intro for uh, Arcane, which is like a. Um, Cartoon adaptation of League of Legends, and I like I like that song, so they get a pass on that one. Uh, but everything else is fucking yeah. You're they're like the Nickelback of like slightly harder rock. So <laughs> bad, thunder, feel the thunder. Like dude, it's the band ever. I I think that's definitely the uh, soundtrack in hell. But uh, dude, I I read that story too. That is such a fucking funny story. Like why is dude, this guy hilarious. even getting dressed? <laughs> <sighs> Imagine being like, so you died, bro. What was that like? Uh, Under my own umbrella. <laughs> I mean, you would think he'd have some serious PTSD. Like, is he gonna like fucking like lose it during the Super Bowl? But it's, it's, it is funny to be like, yeah. Oh shit, you're gonna sit, want to sit down for this? I got some really weird, specific details about hell. <laughs> Uh, Kurt, shower thought. Well, you know, we're, we've been talking about our jolly coaches, our heavy guys that bring such light to the uh, locker rooms. And sometimes we find out these are some of the best coaches. And it got me thinking, which NFL coaches has the nicest set of moves and would win a wet T-shirt contest? Few off the top of my head. Charlie Weiss, Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells. Mm. Wade, Diamond Cutter Phillips. I call him that because nobody has harder nips than Wade. That motherfucker cutting diamonds. Well, sorry, I got to add to this list if we're going to do this because it's more topical, but Sean Payton's got some exquisite breasts. Um, so Sean, we got to add Sean Payton to that list. And then uh, you, you already Rex put... Ryan's getting real into it. Like he, <laughs> he is, I don't know if he has the best set, but he's, he's winning on like performance alone. Like he's borderline <laughs> putting performance art. After there, stomach right. staple, after the stomach staple thing where he's uh, now he's just a bag of freaking skin. I don't want to see those moves. <laughs> Keep them to yourself. I like mine full and tight. So like Rob my boy Ryan, then? <laughs> yeah, those oh, things, yeah, those things are like flapjacks on Ryan, nails then? at this point. <laughs> Give me Rob Ryan coming out of the pool. Like in, uh, what is it? <laughs> Not Days and Confused. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And just a white tee and Rob Ryan with the luscious glowing <laughs> hair. That, that's a set of moves. In, in the red bikini. <laughs> oh, well, well, dude, NFL coaches are notorious for the skinny fat, too, dude. And I think Sean Payton might fall under the skinny fat uh, motto. I think Sirianni, too, our boy Nick, he might be hiding a little little skinny fat move action going on himself. Oh, dude, I want Sirianni to get just disgustingly fat. That 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 is, that is his ultimate transformation. Like, that, <laughs> that, that is his final form is just... 
500 pound Sirianni. That'd be I awesome. Pictures, I picture Sirianni with these moves that stick out, but it's all nipple. Like talking about salami sized <laughs> nipples under there. With a little bit of a little bit of scruff like he has on his face. Newman, shower thought. I didn't have one. Nope, no shower. Take a here. shower, bro. Take <laughs> a shower. <laughs> fucking shower. Keep, Dude, keep it a shower. You want to know how much we wing this segment? My shower thought two of the last three weeks has been about showers. Um, <laughs> Let's uh, not let Nooms go off the cuff. We don't need to see the uh, Pornhub <laughs> subscription. Well, dude, I, what I love about Newman is shower. the shower th- thought segment just disturbs Newman at such a <laughs> deep level because he can't possibly go outside of sports. He's like, wait, not sports? What do you mean? I mean, you could have stole mine, Nooms. I had a second one on there. I mean, that's sports related, is it not? Exactly. Uh, it was a tee up for you. My shower thought yeah, is it's a really true story is um, I experienced a moment of panic this week. Uh, and I, I've been feeling myself getting so old. I mean, I'm 35 years old now. I, I'm, I just feel old as fuck, but n- no, I've never felt older than yesterday when I went to go buy a very specific pair of shorts at JCPenney's. And when I arrived at JCPenney's at 10 a.m., the JCPenney's was shuttered up like metal bars across the windows. Like, and this is at Tyrone mall, which always looks like a bomb just went off of that bitch. And Tyrone mall is the place that you go to, to see what stores have closed. Um, and so I go to JCPenney with a specific plan to buy the specific pair of shorts. And I thought it was closed. And I experienced an old man panic where I'm like, oh, no, is JCPenney's like the G- only JCPenney's that I've ever known in my life. Is this JCPenney's closed? And I went through the full boom- boomer spiral where I'm just thinking I'm not thinking about the, the jobs that were lost from JCPenney's, like the people that all lost their livelihood that have been working there for probably years. I thought about my personal experience and my one trip that I make to JCPenney's every year. And I'm like, how could JCPenney's fucking do this to me? And as it turns out, I actually just went to JCPenney's an hour before it closed. But I literally, I I, I straight up just... I just, or before it opened, I just sat there just staring at the, the, the metal bars over JCPenney's like genuinely in a panic, like, please don't do this to me, JC's. This is the only place I buy clothes. And it literally is JCPenney's is all, that's the only place I buy clothes. So that's my shower. I, I know where I get my Nike Air Monarchs and I know where <laughs> I get my shorts, damn it. And it's this JCPenney. Don't exactly. you do this to me. It would honestly I mean, be a devastating moment in my life. It'd be horrible. Every, everything I'm wearing right now is from JCPenney's. Yes. JCPenney's <laughs> is awesome, dude. We should get this sponsored by JCPenney's. They can't have they can't be sponsoring too many sports podcasts. Hello. The official podcast of JCPenney's, I want it. I love it. I just I love, will it into existence. Dude, I'd love to see JCPenney just like swing for the fences and try to NIL some like college player imagine some college players never shopped there and he just gets like an email in his inbox hey dude we want to offer you one million dollars if you'll come play wide receiver at fsu <laughs> i heard peter warwick was in on it yeah. i'm pretty sure he oh. stole from no, the jc pennies at governor square dillard's. mall oh it's dillard's. dillard's you're right yeah you wouldn't know that jc penny by whatever dude <laughs> fucking a cotton all right boys Let's uh let's close this thing out. The sp- 
no factor cap. <laughs> going through all the uh, going through all the sound effects. Yeah, no, let's let's close it out. We're at an hour and fifteen. Um, any closing thoughts? Under my um, umbrella. I, I just Hello. wanted to say Stetson Hello. Bennett can't be that fast if he got hawked down by the cops like that, right? <laughs> that's that's not Stetson Bennett, by the way. The video that you're referencing is not Stetson Bennett. I got is fake it, too, Newman. Baker, I got yep, I got faked too. It's, it's Baker Mayfield. Yep. All right. Everyone got faked out so, by that. Uh, the the Pro Bowls this week, and it went from meaningless to just pointless. Tyler uh, Tyler Huntley was added to the Pro Bowl roster. Uh, I was how, curious. How does like, that man, not go to Mike White? How does that was not looking, go to Mike White? No, there's so many people it could have went to, and I, I looked up his stats this year. His high, his his season high passing yards in the game was 189. He, he threw two touchdowns. In terms of deserving it, I 100 agree with you because he was horrible this year. But in terms of like what they're actually going to be doing, they're going to be playing a flag football game. Kind of fun, Tyler Huntley. I don't know. Yeah, but I just think that, you know, people that like when they, they're comparing resumes, like, oh, he went to eight Pro Bowls. I'm like, in the NFL, that doesn't matter at all. Right. And how's he going to fare in his skills competition where he actually has to hit targets? Yeah. I think he's only playing in the flag football game. That makes sense. I mean, geez, we we, we should call Marcus out. Put your money where your, where your mouth is and go to the Orlando Pro Bowl game and root on Tyler Huntley since you fucking love him so much. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, and also, All Star News: uh, Bo Horvat got traded from the Canucks to the uh, Islanders this week. Problem is, the All Star Games this weekend, and they don't know where to put them. They're like trying to figure <laughs> out, like, because they, they compete by division. They're like, do we leave them in the Pacific? Do we move them to the Metropolitan and bring somebody else on? Like, they literally don't know what they're going to do with them. And the, and the weekend starts like tomorrow. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not like anything's on the line. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Josh Allen for uh, calling out of work and canceling the Pro Bowl to go uh, play in a golf tournament in Pebble Beach. Yeah, dude. The real MVP. That's actually pretty awesome. I love that he did that. Someone said that's the most relatable story I've ever heard. Someone calling off work to go play golf, and I can't agree with it more. Like, because honestly, dude, fuck the Pro Bowl. Like, especially because Josh Allen's already been there. Like, who gives a shit about the Pro Bowl? I mean, he's got damaged UCL. Like, what is he going to do in the Pro Bowl? Mm hmm. I love it. Honestly, Josh Allen calling out, it makes me, it makes me like him a lot more. Um, I think it's pretty sweet. All right, boys. Good night.